Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren. Well, I have been really thinking about making an announcement that I'm not going to podcast anymore because I'm not doing it regularly. And then I thought to myself, well, who makes the rule that I have to do it regularly? So I decided I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to pop in when I can. So uh, I have to say that we are um, over a month into living in the new house. And, you know, life just feels better. It's amazing to me how many ways life feels better. Uh, I think I know that, you know, this is just me saying the same thing I've been saying for a while now. But but things got bad. Things are better. You know, um, being in the new house with all of the light. I swear it's all of the sunlight that's helping me more than anything. Now that said, having a kitchen with a great big kitchen island that makes cooking extremely pleasant is wonderful. No doubt about it. And, you know, the great thing is that Jeff is enjoying cooking in it as much as I am. We just had my granddaughter and her sister and their cousin over. Their cousin is a year older than my granddaughter. So they range in age from 8 to almost 11. And... It was a really interesting experience. So we had said we were going to do one night and then if it went well, we'd do two. So uh, the first night went great. Um, it was it was a funny thing because I was really worried that my granddaughter's sister was going to be really bossy because she has real control issues. And like, I know why. I know what the cause of all of it is, but it is still just exhausting because I'm we're forever having to remind her not that she cannot just boss my granddaughter around. I mean, she literally treats her like her waitress. They'll be over at our house because they're coming to our house now when we babysit at least five days a week. And, you know, it's not unusual at all for her to be like, hey, go get me this. Hey, here, I'm done with this. Take that to the kitchen. And, and really, it's a lot of work to try to break her of treating her sister like a waitress. And I'm not sure... You know, I'm no psychologist, goodness knows, but I feel like, you know, how terribly their mom treats her over my granddaughter means that she, I don't know if it's conscious. I really don't think it is, but it doesn't matter if it is or not really in the big picture. Um, but she, she treats my, my granddaughter like she's inferior. And I think it's because, you know, their mother treats my granddaughter like she's the good one and gosh does that cause a mess I just (laughs) I can remember early on saying to their mother are you trying to make them hate each other because wow talk about the quick road to them not liking each other very much so far they do so far my granddaughter's fairly tolerant but man they go through streaks when they're just fighting like cats and dogs because my granddaughter will stand up for herself and be like no, you are not dictating what we do. So that was an interesting thing. It didn't show up the first night. And I wonder so much. I feel like her sister was really working hard to make sure they got to stay another night. Because as soon as I told them at lunchtime on Saturday that they were going to get to stay another night, all of a sudden, her sister was terrible just constantly bossing. Anytime I was not standing right there, she was taking over and telling everybody what to do. So that was a bit exhausting, I have to say. It really was. Um, But we did have fun. You know, yesterday we had 
we did beauty salon day so everybody got facials and Jeff was a wonderful sport and let us give him a facial which he was it was a lot of fun um of course I had to take an incriminating photo because you know you do that right <laughs> and then so after we did facials then it was time to do hair and here is the amazing part Jeff also let the girls play with his hair and they ended up putting his hair in pigtails. Jeff has long hair that he just wears in a braid all the time. You hardly ever see him with his hair down. And it was really, I thought it was a, he was being a very good sport to let them do that because he smiled through the whole thing and you know, he was a good sport about it. He did draw the line at nail polish though, because after we did hair, we then did nail polish and I did pull his pigtails out and then put his hair in a ponytail and braid it for him and tell him thank you very much for being a good sport because <clears throat> the girls had a great time with that um, we played card games a fair bit um, I was reading them a book so this kind of surprised me I mean being that age I, I thought they might be over this but I know my granddaughter loves it when I read to her so I said bring a book and at bedtime I'll read it so the weird thing is the cousins all go to um the other two cousins houses so uh, my granddaughter's mom has two sisters they're both older than her and um one of them has a son and one of them has a daughter so they'll kind of switch off going to one or the other aunt's houses but when they go to their aunt's houses it's like a free-for-all the both aunts are almost as dysfunctional as my granddaughter's mom is it's really hard to talk about this stuff without saying names. Sorry if I keep hesitating. I'm trying really hard to remember not to say names. Um, <clears throat> so one of them drinks a whole lot and she lost her husband when this cousin that was at my house was five. And um, I actually spent a couple days at the hospital as her dad was dying. And I just kind of took over managing this little girl while everybody else was, you know, caught up in themselves and their drama and all of that. And I felt really bad for this little girl because she was just kind of looking around like, what's happening? And nobody wanted to tell her. And uh, so she's asking me and I'm trying to figure out, wait, now, how much am I allowed to tell her? So anyway, I finally just decided to stop worrying about what I was allowed to tell her and answer the questions that she had. So I, I hope it helped her. I mean, who knows, you know. But I know that every time I see her, she's always happy to see me. And we sort of like formed a bond, you know. I don't see her very often. Gosh, it's been, there's been times I've only seen her once a year. But, but anyway, so I've been talking about when we get in the new house that we would have a girls night and she could come over and we could have a sleepover. So we did. And, and it was fun. Um, it's, I, you know, it's always heartbreaking to hang around with kids whose parents are dysfunctional because... Like this morning, I took them up to the farmer's market with me because often I'll take my granddaughters up to the farmer's market on Sunday and I'll let them each pick something out. So I did that today. I said, you guys can pick something out. So each of them got a little container of blackberries and then of course they have to beg for more. So they're like, can we also please pick out a peach? Well, like, are you going to say no to picking out a peach? Like, that's just silly. So I said, sure, you guys can pick out a peach. And then they're like, oh, well, can we get a little container of cherry tomatoes? And I'm like, what kind of evil grandma would say no to that? So, of course, I said yes to that, too. So everybody came home with blackberries and cherry tomatoes and a peach. And and it really struck me because uh, when they're at their other aunt's houses, 
they just go in their rooms and the kids don't even get meals. I mean, they literally just graze and they're grazing packs of treats or hot pockets or little Debbie cakes or, you know, those multi cases of potato chips and Doritos and stuff. And they drink pop uh, or soda. They call it soda here, but I can't get used to doing that. And, you know, I thought, I'm really worried this little cousin is going to struggle because we don't eat like that. I don't even, I haven't bought that stuff in over a decade easily. We just, I don't even buy pop. We don't even do that. We do water or hint water or iced tea that I make with um, decaf green tea and chamomile. Uh, I, I really, I get the girls juice sometimes, like I'll get them juice boxes. So so I picked up juice boxes, but I was like, I'm sorry, but I, I don't buy pop and I, I'm not planning to buy pop. I don't think it's a good thing to give kids pop. And if their mom wants to give them pop, knock yourself out. But I just will not be doing that. So so it's a funny thing because they also like have no bedtime. They literally are just a little herd of wild animals running around. And as long as they don't bother the parents, they are literally on their own the whole time, which is just crazy to me. But, but so it was funny because my little granddaughter told me, I already warned my cousin that at your house, there's a bedtime. And she was so serious about it. And I was like, oh, I'm really happy you warned her about that. I mean, that's a big deal. Like, <laughs> really? So, so anyway, it was, it was kind of funny. I think that, you know, the little cousin, I think, wasn't sure quite how, you know, like how strict we are or whatever. And, and I wouldn't say, I don't know, I'm like some weird combination of strict and permissive because about some things I am strict. Like the one rule at our house that we enforce and we enforce every single visit at our house, even when I'm just babysitting the girls is everyone will be kind to each other. And that involves a lot of things. Like we don't boss each other. We don't yell and scream. We don't swear. We don't call names. We don't snark at people. You know, I mean, we just don't do that. And if you do, then there needs to be a conversation about what happened and why not just, uh, ignore it and pretend it will go away, you know? So, so it was interesting a couple of times when something would happen and I would say, hold on. Okay. There's an issue. Let's talk about what's going on. Now, of course, my granddaughters are used to me doing that. So they were just like, oh, okay. And their poor cousin would just be like, um, what are you doing? I don't know how to do that. And, and I realized that that poor little girl, she, she's now realize some kids, this is just personality type. So I don't know if she gets opportunities at home to do things or not, but like even little things like Friday night, we had make your own pizzas. So we bought pizza kits at Costco because they have the crusts that are not dough. You know, they're kind of like, um, they're almost like pita bread, sort of. And then it comes with the sauce. And then I just cut up a bunch of stuff and put it out and said, you can have whatever you want on your pizza, even if it's just cheese. And so I put everything out and the girls dove right in. My, my granddaughters dove right in. And yet this little cousin, she was like, uh, um, uh, I'm not sure how to do this. And so I found myself over and over again, any little thing we did, just having to support and encourage her through, it's okay, there's no wrong way to do it. So a, a funny thing at our house is that I have always, always with my little granddaughter said, oh, nothing has to be perfect. A big thing that we talk about a lot at our house is it doesn't have to be perfect because their mom is the opposite. If it's not perfect, she'll make fun of them. I mean, they'll bring an art project home and it will 
the flower won't quite look like a flower and she will mock them for it, which is just so horrifying to me. But, but so it's a big deal and it's a saying in our house. So as soon as that would happen, my little granddaughter would pipe up and say, oh, things don't have to be perfect here. And it just made my heart swell with joy, I have to say. <laughs> it was good. So, you know, uh, we did make your own pancakes. I have a batter dispenser thing. I made the batter. But, like, they use the batter dispenser. And then I had some little mini chocolate chips. And I let them spread their own chocolate chips on their pancakes. And then I let them flip their own pancakes. And I felt like that was really stressing this little cousin out. So I actually just gently tried to encourage her to do some of it and then I would do the rest for her but it just makes me sad you know the I guess I'm used to kids who are really curious about the world because if nothing else I will say that my granddaughter and her sister are still pretty curious about the world so if I offer to let them do something you know her sister will always act like she's an expert in everything and she already knows how to do it even if she's never done it in her life but yeah, whatever, you know, but it was just, it kind of broke my heart a little bit to see their little cousin struggling so much with just feeling like she would get it wrong, sprinkling chocolate chips on a pancake, you know? So, uh, today when I took them up to the farmer's market during the car ride, it was just me and them. I left grandpa at home to take a break <laughs> because he was wonderful, cooked meals, handled little girls, played card games with little girls, you know, he was wonderful, but he's pretty noise sensitive and they aren't really loud. They're not like screamy, but they're just constantly talking. There wasn't a moment of silence that they were awake. And I, I think by the time we left to go to the market today, he looked a little relieved. <laughs> so, um, but in the car on the way there, the little cousin said something about yesterday, her mom drank a whole lot and she was in a really bad mood but then she threw up so then everything was better and I just was like oh my gosh I mean it's just so heartbreaking to me how some kids live their lives you know like should a kid have to deal with that and then she told me that she messed up really bad one day and uh, like a couple weeks ago and uh, she did something wrong and her mom hit her and knocked her down and I was like ah ah it's just so, oh, it breaks my heart. And, and I know I don't have to save everyone, but you know, that poor little girl lost her dad and then she lost her mom's mom who had been living with them for about six months when it happened. And then when her mom's dad, who had never really been in the picture, uh, got terminally ill, her mom moved him in and it was only maybe, gosh, six months after her mom, uh, after, you know, this little cousin's grandma, and then he died. And I thought, that poor little girl has had so much loss. And when she goes to bed at night, she talks a lot about monsters. And when she has art time, she draws a lot of monsters. And, and I was like, man, that poor baby. And like, I can remember when her dad died, they were trying to force her to kiss his dead body. And I was like, really? Is that what you should be doing with a five-year-old? Like, that felt really weird to me to try to get her. Like, she knew he was dead. They, I don't know. I, and I mean, I don't, it's, this is not me trying to judge. I just felt like trying to force that poor little girl to do something like that. And you know, her mom was all like, you'll regret it. If you don't see it, you'll never see him again and being all dramatic and stuff. I just thought, oh my gosh, like 
what does this scenario look like if someone's actually thinking about the kids feelings and not just their own like I have never lost my husband I don't mean to judge her I don't but I felt really sorry for that little girl I'll tell you because the minute that her mom let her go after they forced her to kiss him she came running to me and she just clung to me and we went and drew pictures of flowers and unicorns for a while and it was just a really surreal experience I don't know Anyway, I'm glad she came. By the end, it was a lot because as soon as I said that they were staying, you know, my granddaughter's sister was just, I mean, I was constantly having to tell her, nope, they get to make their own decisions. I can't tell you how many times I said that sentence. And she messed with my poor little pug so much she made her sick last night. She actually got physically sick from her sister picking her up and bouncing her around and chasing her around and, ah, So that was a little stressful, but I do feel like we had a successful girls weekend, which was good. Here's some exciting news. Now, if you have stuck with me through all of that, forgive me for the long ramble, but I do have some exciting gaming news next weekend. No, next weekend we'll be in Michigan because we're going to visit my grandpa. And the next weekend after that, Jeff and I are actually going to New Jersey Uh, Some friends of his are having a house con, and it's gotten big enough that it has now moved to a hotel con, and we are going. So we are going to game with people in person. Can you believe it? Like, I'm not sure I really believe it yet, but we're going. So I am super excited about going. It's going to be so weird to game with people in person again, or to like even be in a room full of strangers, because, you know, it's just so weird after the strange situation we've been in during the whole pandemic of just not really seeing anyone except the kids and their very dysfunctional mom. So that's been really strange. Uh, But I am super happy about it. Jeff is going to run a game called Brindlewood Bay and it's kind of like a murder she wrote sort of thing, except they have a like a great British bake-off kind of episode that he's going to run and I can't wait to play in it. I think it's going to be so much fun. And then I can't remember, what is the other one he's running? Gosh, I don't remember. And he was talking about trying to run a Tales from the Loop if he ended up running a uh, third session. So I know that even if none of the games anybody else is running look interesting, he's running games I'll love playing. And I'm pretty sure that this will be good because these guys are all indie game people. They're like the people that um, ran games at the two indie cons that he goes to. Well, he went to before the pandemic anyways, every year. So I know it will be fun because they'll be running lots of indie games and stuff like that. One thing that we have been trying to do on Monday night, which we're hopefully tomorrow night going to start the first session of, we've done like character creation, but uh, we haven't done anything past that, is something called Alice is Missing. And it's a 90 minute game and it is all done by text. You literally do not speak to each other. It's all done by text. So I think that's going to be super interesting. And um, the Jeff isn't running it. His friend, one of the other people in our game group is running it, which is cool. And he found a Discord bot for it. So I don't know. I'm really excited. I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. Um, it's about a 16-year-old girl who goes missing. Alice is her name. Yes, Alice is missing. And um, anyway, I'll keep you posted. We played around with it one night and it wasn't working quite right, but he found out it was a permissions problem that he has since been able to straighten out. So 
Uh, I'm really hopeful and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Anyway, thanks for hanging in there through that. (laughs) I would love to hear about your gaming. I would love to hear what's going on in your life. You know, uh, everything is brighter and happier in mine. And oh my gosh, I am so incredibly grateful for that. So, um, it's great to touch base with you guys. Please forgive my un, you know, my, uh, inconsistent schedule. I'm, I make no promises. It's going to get consistent again. I just don't know. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully it will, but we're not there yet. Anyway, have a good one. Love you guys. Talk to you again soon. One more thing I forgot to mention. The other day I walked out of my house in the afternoon and I realized just how beautiful where I live is because the birds were singing like crazy. It was afternoon. I don't remember exactly what time, but I just walking out my front door, I paused for a minute and I could hear the most beautiful bird song. So I actually recorded a little bit of it for you guys. So here it is.